You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. People will buy it. People will buy some things for 70 bucks. And the funny thing about it is, is it's one of those things that sounds really ridiculous to me, but it just seems as though having listened to people argue for, you know, essentially against Game Pass is apparently people really enjoy the opportunity to pay full price for games. Like the idea that games don't have to all be, don't have to all bankrupt you is uh, still, we still carry that with us. It is a strange conceit that we keep with us that um, um, don't need to get Honestly, it. what it all it is is a status symbol. That's all people are using it for. It's a meaningless status symbol that literally means nothing. Right. And also people just don't like change. No. It's a they don't like change to the point where they won't even like change that will save the money. Which is no, uh, like I keep trying to tell people, I'm like, I'm like, no, people actually don't care about money as much as they say they care about money. Oh no, they don't. No, they'll, they'll, they, people will find the money for the thing, and that's um, it's it's why I say while I don't necessarily vibe with the Sony's um ideals, um, they're right. <laughs> they they are not wrong in their approach. People, no. people will generate the money. They will find the money. A, they will pay for your games. B, giving them games, giving them games for less is a courtesy. And uh, you ain't got to extend that shit. It's like the ten dollar tip. I ain't got to tip that nigga ten dollars. I got six for him. I got six. But you could tip him ten, but fuck him. You still take that six, won't you? Won't you? Yeah, exactly. The delivery guy takes six bucks and slithers and slings off. Um, I guess. The idea of super serving your audience is still relatively new. So, like I said, I get it. I actually I, I appreciate Sony for this hardline stance. I'm like, all right. They're even shutting down the PlayStation 3 store where I just got Parasite Eve before I uh, left for Texas on Thanksgiving. I got Parasite Eve 1 and 2 sitting on my PlayStation 3. Yep. Uh, my the interesting thing about that is like people are just now beginning to get it. They're just like, but the games I bought, I'm like, doesn't yeah, matter. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Now you're starting to make that 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 heavy, easy connection between games you bought and apps on your phone. You own them. Nothing, nothing changes. It's not this. There should not be that big of a jump between phone upgrades that you cannot use an app that you have unless the app is like. 50 years old well not not just what i mean not just that what i mean is literally like if the store goes down just because you have that game like you can't get that game back like if that game corrupts you can't like re-download it there's nowhere to download it from your game is gone so what they're saying so the thing is is that people are like the i have like you know people have like 50 100 like 100 game collections that mean nothing which is something that like i don't think like that was always the thing that was going to happen when it came to like cloud and streaming and digital content it was just something that i decided that i just don't care about right um because uh i've i've lost i've both lost and had um uh uh sorry i've like both lost my i've lost my collections multiple times enough to be like it doesn't matter either way to me. Like just because I physically own a copy doesn't mean I doesn't mean I'm like nothing's gonna happen to it. Right. Um, and so like I, I just made I made that um I made that like realization very early in the years when I've decided to move my collection to mostly to like mostly digital outside of like what I um previously owned yeah previously owned or like not just previously owned i mean outside of like what i collect because like you know i still collect like ps1 and ps2 hard copies for right whatever reason listen no you're a fucking boss i want uh, you're a boss that's a uh, listen i want to go through your collection next time i see you i want to go through your collection i want to see all those games because i used to do that but i couldn't do that because in new york you're always moving so you can't have big collections and uh so uh, I just, I just, I just, uh, I kept the big collection even through moving. But what I did is I just made the storing of it more compact, right? And and move friendly. 
So basically everything that like everything that I I bring into any of my stuff, I imagine what it's going to be like when I move. Right. I I don't I don't even like that's what I mean is I want to see your collection and I value your collection because you've held it so, so tough. Um, and I appreciate that. What happened to my stuff? I think my, oh, I can, like I think a big chunk of my stuff is still in Brooklyn. Um, and some of that stuff got lost in the fire. I think. But yeah, either way, the only physical collection I have are my CD, my movie scores. So yeah, so yeah, I feel you on that. I want to see it. That's why I want to see it. I'm about to get this vaccination so I can go. And I'm not even going through your collection. You'll have to walk me through it like a museum curator, for the record. I'm not touching. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't be touching people's collections, but I don't care. I don't care if you tell I can touch it. I'm not touching. Anybody can touch it. That, that's like the rarity isn't from touching it. The rarity is from like the games. Just I, 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 listen, out I, of circulation. I, I'm fully aware. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not touching. I'm touching people's collection. I understand what makes those games rare. It's not like vinyl, you know what I mean, where my my body oils can make the thing burst into flame. <laughs> or comics. Not, yeah, right. Fucking comics. Yes, you don't even. I don't even want to see people's comic collection. I will take your fucking word for it. Don't move them. Fine. Don't move them unless someone's paying you. I don't care. It's fine. I I totally believe you that you have these mm-hmm. comics. Don't don't don't. Go ahead, stand your stand your stand your. Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman. But with me, the real host, the owner and proprietor, the lease owner, the grant owner, the CFO, CEO, chief therapeutic officer, and leader of all vegan delights, at least bacon, bacon, health. Wait, I'm sorry, what was that last one? The leader, the leader in the vegan delights. I could, I, I like for some reason my brain took arbiter, and I'm like, I mean, if I, you can be the arbiter, I, okay. Of vegan, I mean, you can be the arbiter of vegan delights. I mean, you are now I, officially the arbiter of vegan delights. Okay. You, you got the job. Congratulations. I have so many jobs. You have so many jobs. Congratulations on all of them. You're very talented, and you are an oh asset to this God. company. Thank you so much. All right. How are you? I'm very exhausted. Life goes I'm, to I'm peak exhausted, but I did just see the absolutely cutest outfits I've ever seen in my life in this game, and they're adorable. What game is this? My Miss Redeem! Let's make the game sure. I'm always playing. I understand, but I never want to assume. We play a lot of games here between the both of us, so it's always good to be on. We have core games. You're always playing Final Fantasy. I'm I mean, playing really, Destiny, really, you um, are the one who's really playing most of the games. I'm just playing like two. <laughs> what about those games? What about those games on your phone? I haven't been playing any for a while. What? They're, they're, they're money sinks, and I don't got the money. Oh yeah, we ain't. Yeah, we ain't got it. You right. We ain't got it. I'm going to use your stimulus check to stimulate the economy by paying for those mobile games. Take your money. No, I'm buying an espresso machine and paying bills. That's also stimulating the economy. Totally, totally see it. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But definitely working to stimulate the economy, but going to be doing it through espresso because um, I have... It's one of those things where, like, I sat down and I did some very, very quick math that was not wrong and realized that within less than a year, my espresso machine would pay for itself. Yes. Even with, like, a new grinder and et cetera. And um, since espresso legit just makes me happy and, like, good latte foam is, like, a simple joy in life. Um, and I'm, and, and it's to the point now where when I do go out and get a latte in this pandemic and the, and the foam isn't great, I, I have a little sadness. Right. 
So I'm like, I should probably fix that. I should probably just get an espresso machine finally. So I've been pricing them and pricing them and pricing them some more and doing all the pricings. And then I basically went like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to use the stimmy. I love I love long term investments and stuff like that. It, the worst part is is like it's it, it's there's some investments that aren't really long term investments because like the thing that you're buying is going to break down, so you're basically going to be paying for something knowing that it's going to deteriorate over time. Right. So the only investment is on your sanity, well, but um. And and just finding out what the breakpoint cost is for uh, for that, and I I'm really decided like I desperately need lattes. Right. Hey, listen. And I, I would I would like to have my seven dollar tasting lattes, but only pay like forty cents per, or like a dollar and thirty per for the same quality. Because I used to be a barista, so I can do it myself. Right. You're a you're a barista. And one day I will have to sit down. In fact, I might make the audience sit down with it with me while we do it. Um and sort out the ins and outs of what you know about coffee because I've only I all I know is that all the coffee I drink sucks. All the places I go sucks. They suck. And I can't choose I can't choose coffee. Um, I was almost beaten to death in Seattle going to Starbucks with bacon. It was Portland. Oh, it was Portland. Okay. Portland, Seattle. That's the, yeah. They're cousins. Close cousins. They hang out every day. But Yeah, they're they're like they're 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 cousins, but one's mixed race. <laughs> Accurate. And um I was I was about to be beaten about the head and shoulders for going to Starbucks. And I realized I have a lot to learn because I have um, never ordered anything but what's on the menu, um, those uh, sweet drinks, those treat drinks, and the frappuccinos and um, black coffee. And uh, Actually, you can tell a lot about a place from the black coffee, so that's fine. Really? Yeah. Like the brewed brewed coffee is like, like there's some places I go because their brewed coffee is good. Like we went to Stumpdown. Stumpdown has good ice brew coffee. They did though. Right. That's why I was like, why the fuck? Like, like there's literally a Stumptown right there. That's like Stumptown is like that is like in Portland. That is a local Portland large chain. Listen, I, I don't know, and um, yeah. That's on me. I was, I was abused. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I, I mean, you'll clearly never forget that. I forgot about it, but I'm glad you didn't forget about the error of your ways. Well, I like to be respectful of everyone's knowledge base. So, like, if if someone is a legitimate barista and they know all, they have all these nuances, they understand what makes a good cup of coffee. Just in passing then I'm not saying I should become a barista, nor should I try to acquire acquire all the tomes, all the coffee-related barista tomes that you have in your possession. But the very least I should do is not drink shitty coffee out of respect well, for your knowledge the, base. The funny thing is, too, is, like, like there's even, um, you know, like, some generic whatever coffee that's not terrible. Like, Safeway's coffee is not terrible. Right. Diner, like a lot of diner coffee, is also not terrible. Right. I love diner coffee. Yeah. So all I know is that Starbucks coffee you shouldn't get Starbucks if you can go anywhere else. So if you're in Portland, downtown Portland, you don't need to go to Starbucks. Fair. So I go from there. I go all right. So I see Starbucks because my mind goes to Starbucks because I'm I'm a I'm a noob. 
Um, so I think to myself, can I do better than Star? I do that every time. I do that every single time. Like you're willing, you're like you're just on my shoulder. Like can <laughs> look I do on better? Your shoulder. Can you do better? Can I do better than Starbucks? And then you pop up on my shoulder. Look around, Aaron. Can you possibly do better than Starbucks? Look around. <laughs> completely accurate. Completely, in, uh, com- completely accurate. Completely when accurate. Did, when did I become English racism? Listen, completely <laughs> accurate recreation of you on my shoulder, one to one, hundred percent. Good job, everybody, on my shoulder, asking me if I can do better than Starbucks in real time. Every time I look at a Starbucks, I think this. The only time I'd ever think this is the Starbucks that are inside the supermarket because I'm in the supermarket. I'm trying to get a cup of coffee on the way out. But if I'm in the street, before in the before times when you could be in the street and walk inside places willy nilly. I was like, all right, let me see if I can do better. I would, I would see Starbucks, and then I would look at my phone and see if there were any other coffee places around within walking distance before I walk inside the Starbucks. Do you know what that is called? What? Supporting your local business. There you go. Hey. Support your local business. Support your local business. Stim- stim- stimulate the economy. Uh, speaking of supporting local businesses, we have Patreon. How about that segue? It's smooth. Uh, oh that was a, that was that was nice that was a good segue i'm proud um, of you um, patreon.com backslash unfrightened you can support bacon supporting the jail and podcast a handful of other programs trying to get everything back up and running after after the the end times the end times or the end times came and took some of my we- podcast with it so Sort of yeah, it did take some of your podcast with it. Absolutely did. It took it. To Dasha Mitchell is Dasha, Dasha Mitchell is uh, works for KQED and is something of is something about maybe 10 feet west of an elected official now because she <laughs> is the because she is the, um, the, the diversity and equity officer person for KQED, which is massive is her. And it's just her. And it's a job that would require a team of Negroes operating in tandem, not unlike the X-Men, but it's just her. <laughs> so she's out. Matter of fact, she can't come on and talk her shit like she used to because, again, she's somewhere somewhere hovering around an elected official. So she actually can't be saying anything where people who might want to take her down might actually want to run back, even though she never says anything problematic. Um, but still, you know how folks get they're trying to take down a yeah, black lady. I know how folks get. Right. So that's out. I mean, we're gonna, I'm trying to bring her back to talk shit, but it's hard because at the end of the day, she is exhausted. Like, I'm trying to get her on to literally talk about absolute utter nonsense, like entertainment news and cooking. Like, I almost want to get her playing video games so I can get her take on video games. But, yeah. We lost one of the doctors. Out of a tired doctor's talking. Dr. Nugent. Worn out. Being a doctor, I think she's a doctor in Massachusetts. Worn out. So, she needs time. These shows will be back, but the people um, who host them, just like I said, a lot of stuff happened. There's the lack of energy, adjustment period, so we're working on it. So, um, we do have, we're, do, we're, we're working on it, and the support is appreciated. It but. is very appreciated. And of course, like I'm like got like my fluctuating health issues that are mm-hmm. never ending. No. Same thing with the But I am also working on it. Yes. We're all that's why all the all the support is appreciated. There are a lot of people who have remained very who are very patient. And that's the thing, you know, I appreciate those people there who've had some long time uh patrons start naming these folks who've kind of just stuck in and been very patient with everyone. And bless you for that. We're gonna start sending yes. you. Yeah, for real. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the money goes like, directly to everybody. It's it's um it goes directly it really, back to everybody. It really do. Like it really does go to everybody. Um like I see the money, Najela sees the money. Yeah. Um it really is food and supplies. It's not it's it not like bad. it has it has definitely paid for medications and um yeah, it is definitely straight paid for medications and like my groceries. Yes. The worst thing, um, I'll say this uh, about asking about talking about your Patreon in depth is um, because we are in we, we had before the um, end times, we had a hard grifter wave. 
of people who are just taking people's Patreon money and doing bullshit with it. Um, and that it makes you gun shy to be like, I have a Patreon. Because, you know, like Sean King also has a Patreon. Right. <laughs> so it's um, like, so. But we're also not like lying about what where the money is going. The money is literally going to pay for like, so I can eat dinner. $30 fun meal. That's where your Patreon money is going. Yes. But so. it like, you know, it, it literally goes to like food, random bill prescription. It's literally just like, like podcasting is basically like a part-time job at this point. Right. And if you had a part-time job, what would you spend your money on? Like, that's what we're doing. Right. I will, sometimes it helps pay for our equipment. It pays for my Adobe subscription. It'll pay for your Adobe subscription. Little things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It helps us go by, get by, go by, all the stuff. Yeah. So thank you guys who do support. Thank you guys for listening. Also, even if you don't want to support, even if you're like, fuck this, it's fine. Thank you for the time. Yeah. Um, that download still counts, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, however, spend the money I make from my vanilla job plus California unemployment thank you California unemployment I have to come clean I do I think it's important that we all have this discussion um, as a group together that I might have a problem Um, I think that the amount of indie and double A games that I purchase on discount is getting out of hand. And in my defense, before I, like I said, I understand that's going to be a lot of, lot of gnashing of teeth. It's like, how dare you? Aaron, what are you doing? Think of the children. I know, I'm sorry. But I grew up in the age of the $100 game cartridge. I used to go inside Toys R Us and they would have those tickets for games. And those tickets would say on them in bold, bold black print, $89.99. You remember that bacon? I don't know if you we were a year, you were like a few years behind me, but I don't know if you remember Toys R Us. Uh my parents actually didn't go to Toys R Us because every toy that you got from Toys R Us would break. Uh Toys R Us was a scam. Right. Like like you could get the same toy elsewhere and it wouldn't break. So my dad like straight up just called Toys R Us Toys are Busted. So we <laughs> didn't go there. Well, when I need like, to get you could buy the same toy and it would like like it would break within a week. And like you could buy the exact same toy elsewhere and it would stay alive for like at least two months. You wanna know something else about that? <laughs> I have weirdest shit. I have never brought I've never bought a toy from Toys R Us. I have only bought video games from Toys R Us. And it's mostly just a fanfare because Toys R Us used to have these really great game sections with all these kiosks. You can literally roll around in them. Section, game section, Toys R Us. But the games were one hundred dollars. <laughs> One game. I remember I got Killer Instinct. Super Nintendo. That shit was one hundred. I got the black cartridge. That shit was almost one hundred and fifteen dollars on the spot. One game, not online. Just playing Killer Instinct single player mode over and over again. So, being raised with that, I see games that are like nine ninety nine. Whole ass game. Twenty hour experiences, and I can't help it. I can't help it, Bacon. You can. I can't because there's too many there's too many things happening at once. So like there is my value system where I want to see certain characters represented and games that I want to play. And then there's there's your voice because you I remember when I think it was Monster Hunter was when I finally really understood the great message the great wisdom of bacon which is have fun play video games have fun don't worry about it so when i see these things and also so it's me remembering that games used to be a hundred bucks 
seeing all these games with all these all these brown non-men all these interesting takes on things and you can like literally go and high five the developer on twitter be like good job because it was six of them niggas who did this and that's cool and they're not a hundred dollars and i can't help and i i can't help but collect them because they're fun i enjoy them i can talk about them endlessly um aaron bapp of the black aaron of the black astronauts podcast he linked me to the xbox um xbox indie showcase it's going on on uh twitch and it was a lovely program but i wanted to tell him i'm just gonna go through the microsoft store and find these games on my own not that there's anything wrong with that it's just the way i am and i realize that i might have an issue now the games i buy are good and I'm going to recommend a few by the end of this episode. And they won't total more than 40 bucks by the end of this episode. But I will own the fact that Microsoft is wildin' between Game Pass and the sales and all these indie games and AA games. I'm willing to come clean and say that might be an issue that I'm trying to work on. But they're making it very difficult. That's it. I'm working on it. They made a sequel to WrestleFest. How yes, am I not they su- did. How am I not supposed to make it buy the sequel to WrestleFest? You gotta buy the sequel to WrestleFest. You have to buy the sequel to WrestleFest. You know, if you guys, a certain subset of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. It was a uh, WWE, WWF arcade game from when we were children. If you remember it, it was from when you were a child. Most button mashing is arcade game. No one understood the mechanics. We all just mashed buttons, and the game did what we want, did things for us. Phenomenal stuff. They made a sequel thirty years later, starring indie wrestlers that own that I know. I realize this now. I bought it because I might have a problem, but also they made a sequel to WrestleFest. But I also might have a problem. And I looked at the roster, and I was like, oh, these are all indie wrestlers I know because I'm a wrestling fan. But what am I supposed to do if if they make a sequel to WrestleFest? Am I not supposed to buy this? What am I supposed to do, Bailey? No. No buy. They um what else can they do? They brought out Octopath Traveler. Yes, you have to play. But that's on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass, and that's what I mean. Which- so, you have to buy it. Right. I'm probably going to have to buy it because it's not... Um, Microsoft doesn't own the, pub, the the developer, the publisher. So unless they have a direct relationship with Microsoft, that game will be off Game Pass at some point. So at some point, oh. I'm going to have to buy Octopath Traveler. Yeah, the games that rotate off are the games that aren't under Microsoft's umbrella. Certain games will be on there forever, like the Bethesda games, for example. So if you can get Doom, you can have Doom. You have Doom the same way you have Gears of War on Game Pass. But um, some of these games rotate off. And Octopath Traveler will rotate off either in three months, four or five, six months from now. So I'm going to have to buy it. What they'll am I supposed probably, to do? They'll probably keep the Final Fantasy games on there, to be honest. Right. But yeah, Octopath is going to rotate out. But so what am I supposed to do? Yeah, if the game, like right, the game that you've been playing, the Switch game du jour, the RPG you've been playing, I've watched you play it so much. I've heard about it so much. I wanted to buy a Switch. I still do want to buy a Switch, by the way. Bayonetta 2 is it's holding Bayonetta 2 hostage. I will free Bayonetta 2 from its clutches one day. But I was ready to buy a whole Switch to play Octopath Traveler, so it's here. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do, Bailey? You play Octopath Traveler? Right. I, I, I understand the issue. You just play Octopath Traveler. Right. And that's... And this is... But you understand that, like, because of this system, um, they, they, Mike, there's no, there's no stoppage of, doesn't stop, you see. Um, there's actually a, um, there was a, um, game by, um, by, uh, uh, these small team of, um, Chinese developers called Bladed Fury that has a really amazing fighting system, really amazing art style. Um, 
uh, I had a gift card because when you play a lot of micro and you play a lot of Xbox, you get a lot of points for God knows what reason. You don't even have to try. I had a gift card for forty bucks. So I, I, I well, what am I supposed to do? It, what am I supposed to do? It's, it's, it's Chinese swordswoman fighting the fighting the people. How am I not supposed to? How am I not supposed to do this, Bacon? There's a game called uh, Relicta, which is like one of those puzzle games, just walking simulator puzzle game, kind of like Cube. But it's like Indian folks, all Indian folks, straight up wall to wall. And you play as like a 40, 50 year old Indian lady, who's just trying to manipulate time and space to save her daughter. That's cool. That's what I like. You know, I can't, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? Uh, what you're supposed to do is play Octopath Traveler. There's a game called Risk System. What you're all supposed to do is either stream these indie games or write little micro reviews on them so we at least know what the fuck you're playing. I'm going to have to because we're at critical mass. There's one game called Risk System, 2D side scroll, a very interesting concept. Of of just like the fence and everything, you the, ho- the closer you hover to bullets, the more powerful your ship gets. So you have to hover near all the bullets to maximize your damage and your movement. Also, the entire cast of characters is all women of color, non men of color. The only the only the only non men is a rather ambiguous looking shouldery dude person. You can't tell, and that's great. So it's like every you play as a brown lady. All the co-pilots of brown ladies. There's something going on. There's some parasitic invasion. Whatever. Shooter story. Blah, blah, blah. But everybody's brown. At least. What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't understand. I think, I, I feel like you know the answer to your problem. I feel like you're arguing with the coin flip. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. This is why Aaron hates me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to um, start. I'm gonna have to um, start sharing this with the uh, with the audience. I'm gonna have to make it a thing because I. I'm my game collection is is now large, and um, I need to sort it out. I mean, and. And not even to talk about Series X updates for games that I didn't finish or games that I didn't like. Um, like Outer Worlds got one. I was in the middle of it, but it didn't look really good. It looks really bad on Xbox One X and the last gen didn't look good. So they touched it up. So now I'm finishing. Or do you remember that game Prey? Not the original one with the uh, Native American fellow on the um, going through space, but there's another one where you play as the Asian person. Um and they're on the moon. Uh, wait, no, I actually couldn't get through Prey because which, which one? horror game. Uh, uh, is Prey? Uh, I don't. Prey is scary. Uh, which one? The first, the first old one with the First Nation people, or this, or the recent one with All the Asian folks? Oh uh, well. If it I helps, make it through the intro. Um, Prey opens up. The original Prey is actually really good, but it opens up. Prey is more weird than horrifying. It opens up very... It opens up ugly to set the tone, but then it gets weird less than horrifying. So it's definitely something you can play. I actually think uh, the new Prey would actually classify as a horror because you're fighting these uh, mimic things that can take the appearance of everyday objects. So being attacked by the odd water fountain chair or coffee cup is way more terrifying than just um, an alien cabal. So if you're ever feeling froggy, playing to the original Prey would actually be a lot of fun. I think you might actually enjoy it. So you might actually want to give it. In fact, if you're listening and you're on Xbox because... It's backwards compatible, and I, I, I'm a cross-gen gamer. God damn it! I need a title. I'm the cross-gen gamer. Me, me. 
you might enjoy. I am also a costume player. Yes, we need the title because I realize if um this is effectively this is why I have my Xbox and why I enjoy it. And it's effectively why I'm not rushing out to get a PlayStation 5. But I understand that Sony doesn't care, but also a lot of its audience doesn't care. And backwards compatibility has never moved the needle in mass enough for Sony to move the barge in any other direction than forward in games. So I get it and I see it. Um, The funny part about that is like Sony fans do care, but they don't know that they don't. They don't. They like to say they don't care until it affects them directly. And then they're like, fuck. (laughs) And then I sit there going. "Mm -hmm." Mm-hmm. You're talking about how uh, Sony's closing the PSP, Vita, and PlayStation 3 stores soon. Right. Actually, I'll look that up. Yeah, they're going to be gone forever. So basically, all of your previous catalog is pretty much going to be gone. Uh, my PS3. So, uh, in my PS3. Download, download your games now. But like, if there's any issues or if you have to get new ones or if they like get corrupted, you're kind of fucked. Well, um, I don't know what to say to that. Besides, I hope nothing happens to Parasite 1 and 2, which are sitting comfortably on my PlayStation 3 in California. I hope no harm comes to those files because I don't know where to get them. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like backwards compatibility is an important thing that shouldn't it shouldn't be overlooked even though it's something you can miss easily like it extends it's the lifeblood of this particular drought we're going to be in until the end of the year because covid ravaged the development cycle for about 18 months at least Mm -hmm. so after outriders is dry like i don't know if you heard back to back for blood that left for dead spiritual sequel sequel whatever this Left 4 Dead-like substance that was going to come out in the middle of the summer has been pushed back to fall, like several games. So I think it's outright. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, nobody should be listening to release dates right now. Right. Um, I think- um, all release dates are a lie at this point. They're all basically like hard guesstimations because the entire production cycle is fucked. Um, it's extremely hard to get a hold of tech right now. Like, like just like the hard tech needed to produce these games um because the tech production cycle has been screwed over um thanks to both crypto miners and scalp scalpers speaking of which crypto mining is a blight on everything it's extremely terrible like it's like it's like uh it first off it's extremely terrible for the environment extremely bad um i like suggest people do research on like all the harms of crypto mining it's really extensive uh but right now it's also inflating like tech prices like including like just gpus are just off the wall right now so like we're having like massive tech shortages we're having parts shortages because parts are made in all these different countries and covid has like ravaged all these different countries and again the production cycle um and then you have scalpers who are taking advantage of all of this while also saying please don't demonize us demonize us and i'm like really hard to do that when you're buying up the supply and then selling it for four times the cost it's not like you're like buying a few of them you're buying up like all of them right you really you really should not have more consoles than GameStop at any point in time or Best Buy. You should. Right. And that's where you become that's when you get demonized. Buying two, selling one, that's business, that's fine. Buying twelve, selling twelve for twice as much, that's a problem. You've outsold GameStop who gets four at a time. So Right. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like, that's like, no, you're getting demonized. I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not even sorry. No. not even sorry. No, you're actively, you're actively taking advantage of, the, of uh, an issue that means we can't go to the store and get it, which is usually how we, a lot of us undercut scalpers just by 
taking our black asses to Walmart and handing them our credit card and having them hand us a console and driving away. We don't have access to that. So they're taking advantage of a um, major wrinkle, a massive change in how people acquire game consoles or electronics in general, items in general. Honestly, something as simple as like two-factor authentication and um, a uh, limit onto how many people, onto how many uh, purchases per person would solve this issue. Treat it like tickets. Well, but that's something that businesses are just like we don't want to do the thing. I'm like you should do the thing. I mean, it's. I mean, at some point, I heard rumblings of um, Sony and Microsoft effectively trying to do a thing, um, mostly because they were buying consoles, but no one was buying any games because there were so many consoles not in circulation. The consoles were selling, but no one had them because the scalpers had them. So they weren't selling any games or they weren't selling any software or hardware. They were just selling people. Their PS. They just sold. They would sell a hundred PS5s. And then, like, 20 games <laughs> across those 100. Right. And, the, like, not n- none of the controllers, none nope. of the peripherals. Right. So, yeah. it was rumblings no, of Sony involving Sony and Microsoft involving themselves because this is not how this is. Oh, they're going business. to involve themselves. And once they involve themselves, the businesses are going to be like, fuck. Right. Yeah. So. Um, would not be surprised, honestly, if um, at some point... Um, they take up handling their own sale sale now sale again i, mean, I would not be surprised if that was something like that was about to happen because yeah. they can afford the way for the 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 space now because yeah. like this is this is the, the worst part is is like this is a this is a solvable issue that walmart best buy etc they're just not interested in solving um but again um this is also where I also like say that people don't actually really like money because if they did, they'd look at long term and this is just not going to work for them out in the long term. If, if they're unwilling to do what it needs to be done. So, because at the end of the day, Microsoft's just like, well, we need the money too. Somebody's going to be like, but my money. Uh, yeah. I have all this other stuff that's not selling because y'all are letting scalpers take shit. Yep. I so am. I am about that. I imagine the initial um, lax attitude was because, I mean, I thought this was going to be the case. We weren't going to have any money for game consoles when they came out as a country. Um, I that, mean, we don't, but we. I mean, people find ways. I mean, we found we find ways, and I think that's what the that's what the most startling thing is is the 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 degree to which we will find a way to get the things that make us happy. Um, and now that Sony and Microsoft have found out, oh, everyone will actually buy our console. We don't have to worry about it. Now we gotta we we can't have these scalpers buying up all these consoles because I think originally it was in fact fine. We sold them. We weren't too sure whether we were going to. Um, we wouldn't, didn't think that we were going to uh, actually sell all these consoles. So now this is, a sh- this is a shock for them, and now they have to make adjustments, which is allowing us all to buy them now that we have the money, which they didn't think we were going to have. Now we have it. We didn't even know we were going to have, but people went like, fuck it. <laughs> it's a pandemic. I hate everything. Everything's terrible. I'm buying a console. And mortality, staring at your mortality does make you more willing to spend money on certain things, yes. So yes, that is uh, that is the God's honest truth. I'm getting an espresso machine instead of an Xbox. I mean, frankly, you should get an espresso machine instead of an Xbox. You have a computer. You have a PC. I have a computer. I don't need an Xbox. There is no reason for you to get an Xbox if you have a PC at all. None. Especially because you're sitting there with everything. Every the only thing, the only games you would need are on Switch, and you have a Switch. Yeah, I mean, I do want I, I do want the Xbox um, specifically so I can like actually play some games, not Final Fantasy that are multiplayer with my friends who will also have Xbox and will be only utilizing games on Games Pass. So um, that'll be really nice. Um, but I I have because I have a PC, I have some of those on Game Pass already because of the PC Game Pass. So I'm not like. I'm not I'm not starving right now. Plus the 
plus expansion is coming out in fall. I mean, I'm going to be hurting in like a few months when I've finished all the content and I finished everything that I could possibly do. And I'll just be sitting here going, well, everything's done. Oh, well, you know what you do in that instance is you go right to Reddit and you say the game has no content. That's what Reddit is for. I mean, I... That is no. that is specifically I, the the I, uh, that I'm is not what, gonna lie. You can't, catch, you can't catch me dead on Reddit. What'd you say? You can't. You won't catch me dead on Reddit. Oh, I know. But that's what you do, just in case if you have no content, you're like, "What do I do?" I was like, "Well, this is where toxicity comes in, Bacon. You come in, but, and you." But I just be like, like I've literally been doing like years of content. Here's the deal: you take your. <laughs> like, you, I can't I cannot in good faith say no, that there's no content. No, 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 no. You're missing that. That's not that's not how toxicity works. You take your 2,000 hours of gameplay, your years of play, your multitude of friendships as part of your general social brand, and because you don't have anything to play for two weeks, you get on the internet and you say this game has no content, therefore it sucks. And that's the point. It doesn't matter what has happened up to that point. When you are out of things to play, the game sucks. That's what Reddit is for. You need to fulfill your duty as a person who's completed all the content in the game is to now bash the game for having no content. That's your duty as a person who beats the game. Just letting you know that now or later, that's what you need to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's your job. Toxicity. Provide it. Doesn't matter how what kind of safe harbor you provided for people to play Final Fantasy. Doesn't matter the friends you've made. Doesn't matter the times you've had. Doesn't matter the joy it's brought you during your darkest hour. It sucks now. Because you beat all the content. Got it? I'm just going to go back to fighting Bat Squatch now. Fighting what? His <laughs> name is Bat Squatch. Like, like a, Sasquatch, but, but a, a bat. bat. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I don't. I don't. I've, th- th- some of these boss names, I'm just like, why? I get it. I, I don't. I'm sure there's a great reason for this. I haven't found it yet. Can you believe that some folks really, like, it, <laughs> I just feel some kind of way about it that it's of the belief that people are willing to pay $70 for video games when games are, for the most part, not $70. But clearly, they will pay $70 for games because they enjoy paying full price for things maybe when they don't have to as a status symbol, like you always mention. That boggles my fucking mind. Games are so cheap now. Well, there's, like, a couple different aspects of this. Um, so, I, I, have, I have a couple minds on this. There's definitely the status symbol where people are just like, I like paying a lot of money for games, but not too much money for games, but enough money for games. Just the right amount of money for games because games are too expensive. Right. Notice how none of this makes sense. Um, then you've got the folks who are like, um, I don't want to pay more than $30 for games because games aren't worth $30. Then you've got the, I paid $80 for this game and it's terrible. I feel like you're, I feel like you're looking at the people who bought the Avengers. Just them. Just, just those people. (laughs) Just those people. people. (laughs) Because you know how we always say that games for the most part are rarely bad. And it was not a good game. And it was quite the achievement for it to be such a well-produced, for such a a poorly made game with such incredible heft financial support behind it. So, yes, you're probably talking to those people. But please continue. Well, so what I'm saying is, like, there's a lot of different camps. So, like, there are the people who view being able to buy games as a status symbol. Um, there are also people who only play who, the only games that they actually recognize are basically AAA games. Like they don't they don't really see indie games. Like indie games don't really exist. Hence the X console has no games, even though it's like, but there's like yeah so many games. But like they only they only see big AAA names, and and when they think of exclusives, they also don't count that exclusives are 
con like con like specific platform. So like when they're like, oh well, this is a Sony exclusive, or the but in reality, it's not a Sony exclusive because it's on PC. They discount the PC. So like you have like a very specific camp of people who only play AAA games who will pay the $70, $80 for a AAA game and want it to be on that one thing. Uh-huh. Um, and again, there's a status of being able to pay and wanting to pay that amount of money for a game. Um, then there's also the people who are like, they refuse to acknowledge the deals because they're like, well, I paid $70 for this game and I paid for this console. So I can play this game. Why? Like, who cares about Game Pass? Game Pass doesn't matter. I would rather pay X amount of money for this game. It's really just like a giant deflection. Right. It's like, it, it's just like, it's, it's, a lot of people just say a lot of shit. I don't believe most of it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we take a lot of energy. Remember when we were children and the games we bought were akin to presidential elections? You know what I mean? Like, you bought a game. It was $100. But you did not have an opportunity to get two and three of them. You got maybe two, three a year, um, if that. So whatever you bought, you had to make it work. Same thing with game consoles. And I think we take some of that energy with us. Still, like the same way I carry that energy with me when I'm buying my third $10 game of the month. Um, I take that with me. And I think some folks take that with them when they're talking about paying for their consoles that they pay for now. The games that they get now is they're able to do it now. And in the same way, I'm like, I'm able to get my $10 games. Some folks are like, I'm able to get my $75 games. And it's a flex because they couldn't do it the same way I couldn't do it when I was a kid. So, and it's kind of like a, a, an ideal set in stone. You buy games and that's it. Pay full price for games. Games are expensive. You buy them. I bought them. So they're good. This idea, this, this investment was good because I made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the same because I did this thing. It was the right decision. Yes. To totally understand that. That was, listen, I'll tell you right now, young Aaron, young Aaron got a Super Nintendo instead of a Sega Genesis. Very large scale mistake. Young Aaron, Young Aaron would man, please. He would write, hey man. Young Aaron would never admit to how much he didn't enjoy playing Super Nintendo <laughs> compared to Gen. I love playing my friend Sega Genesis. All of everybody who had a Genesis, that shit made me happy on the inside. I like the way that console felt and smelled. I really loved fucking Sega Genesis, but I wasn't getting another console. <laughs> I had made my choice. That shit was expensive back in the day. Oh, can't, man. Please, our families weren't throwing up. You, you, that was an investment. You listen, had to make it, man. listen, $500 now is not the same as $500 when we were growing. Yep. So I had, I had to make a choice. I got a Super Nintendo, and I shouldn't have, but that was it. So I was, I was real stubborn about it, and, you know, I had to be. And I think people take that energy with them. It's like the folks who think that, you know, that... They don't have, they don't hyper value a large lineup of indie games and double A games because there's no prestige there. It's like you've come, finally, now you're able to afford the $100 game and there aren't any. <laughs> Unless you want to get the, the you know, the uh, collector's edition of Avengers, which, sorry. <laughs> so, you know. It was a collector's edition? Yeah, dude. They were like mm. versions with like action figures and shit. Oh, right. Yeah, that was the, the Avengers is a bit Avengers is a big deal. Big big deal. Big 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 deal. People were excited. I keep for, like sometimes I do forget like which games are big deals because they were just like not on my radar at all. Uh, listen, I played it. I played it and I was not impressed with it. But the people who were so very excited to just like it, it seemed it seemed as though there were two groups of people. One well, one that was really excited to grind their superheroes and one that didn't think it made any sense to grind a superhero. Like I didn't understand why I had to grind my Black Widow to make her do the her Karana neck arm bar thing that she does to everybody. I don't see why I have to get her to level forty to make that happen. But some people really love the opportunity to do that. And uh, just it was kind of down the middle, and they were kind of banking on that kind of cashing in, and it did to a point. I don't think, I believe they made, I believe they made a decent amount of money on Avengers, and yeah, I believe they made a decent amount of money. But yeah, it's very polarizing. That's why you weren't paying. You weren't. It's something that you were not into. But the people who are into it, woo, 
Sorry, I sold those collector's editions. So. Yeah, it's only one of those where, like, I know some people really enjoyed it, and other people, I'm just like... Right. It's a very polarizing game. Uh, I don't get it. There was no part of the game that I understood why. I, I, it's one of those games where, because usually what happens is I understand why a game is happening. It's probably one of the sm- few games where I don't understand why anyone's doing it. I look at people play it, I don't understand why you're doing it. And that's a rarity. That's an achievement in and of itself. Because I usually get games, even if I don't play games. That's why I watch so many people stream games that I would never play. Because I get it. But I didn't, I didn't get it. But it's neither here nor there. Either way, I get it. I understand people kind of carry that energy. A little bit of old gamer stubbornness with them. So, Yeah, and like I said, some people genuinely don't even acknowledge indie games exist. That's a vast majority of games now. It's actually holding up gaming. It will hold up gaming until fall, to be very blunt. Right. No, I I, like, I know. Like, like, I, like uh, I think the last, I think after Resident Evil 6 in May, that's it until um, fall. There's a couple Switch games that are coming out, have came out. I know Monster Hunter Rise is coming out. It's already, like, is it already out? I, it's either out or coming out. I'm I'm a little behind on my game news because, again, um, it, well, it's fine. you see. Here's a, here's <laughs> I've been playing a, one game. Here, here's the deal. I've been playing. I'm not gonna lie. I've, no, I've been playing more than one game. I I keep. I've got 40 hours in a Bravely Default, and I am playing it at least like two days in a row every other day. So, as much as like I pretend I'm not actually playing that game, I'm actually playing that game. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, but it makes sense. Oh, no. <laughs> I understand. And frankly, like I said, I don't, I cannot tell you what's coming out because I don't track what's coming out anymore. I just shop because between the sales and Game Pass, I can just get, there's no reason for me to look forward to games as there are so many games that are currently out. And the games that I already have are already getting um, rolled over for Series X upgrades and stuff. So the games I enjoy are, I don't need to look forward. So I could not tell you what's coming out. I just know Resident Evil's coming out. I know, I know Resident Evil's coming out because I pre-ordered Resident Evil because Resident Evil is the last remaining game I pay full price. I bought the, I bought that version, and if they ever, and I, and I, and I would like to be choked to death by that giant woman, like several of us. So after May, when that happens, then um, it's a little dry for until fall because you know development cycle, and it's also the summer. Summer is a drought, but also there's, we have to wait. So after that is. There, there are games coming out, as there will be games coming out on the various stores. There will be games on the PlayStation Store. There will be games on the Xbox Store that just suddenly appear that are great. So it's always very strange when someone doesn't acknowledge the presence of AA games or indie games because I don't understand how you pass the time. Like, do you just not play anything? No, they'll either play, like, certain games or they'll play, like, heavy, like you know, long-hour games. Like, you know, Final Fantasy for me, I've got, like, an ungodly number of days, but I have also, you know, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you can put an ungodly number of hours in it. You can put an ungodly number of hours in like Bravely Default. So there's some people who just play like really long hour games or just put a lot of hours into certain games. And like, that's all they play until a, another game comes out. They're like, oh, look at this other game's coming out. Like most people aren't, like a lot of people aren't like really, I would have to say the average gamer probably isn't really following shit that closely. If that makes sense. It does. So there's always that, whoa, surprise. I mean, and it hurts me to say this, I guess, take two, because take, I think it was like the CEO of like take two publishing said that the, uh, we're ready to pay $70 for games. And I think, I think he's right. No, we are ready. We are absolutely we ready are to pay seventy dollars for games. We uh, also, we need to pay seventy dollars for games. Uh, the price of games has not gone up in an extremely long time, and it's actually a very unusual industry. And um, even the cost of indie games need to go up. To be honest, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's and it's funny. I think Microsoft is getting ahead of it 
So it's just, I, if the price of games goes up, then we're going to need some. I mean, I think so. I mean, the way some people talk about it, they don't care. But we're going to need some, I guess, I assume we're going to need some support from the top. Which is why I wonder I why. Mean, people care. People say they don't care, but yet people are still also doing the Steam sales. So. Yeah. Like, okay. Are we, are we like secretly buying games on sale? This is illicit, <laughs> illicit black market game purchasing. Are we going right. The- <laughs> like, listen, like, <laughs> there's also Humble Bundle. <laughs> Get six like, games for $6. It's the best shit. Right, like here's like here's like fifty games. You spent ten bucks. Oh my god! Is that the truth? Also, if anybody like, I'm gonna actually put a list of games I have codes for that I can just give away. Um, oh, let because pe- let people of know. humble bundle purchases, so we will do that oh, and we can give know. games away. Tell people your Twitter then. Like people need to contact you. Let people know how to contact you. You know your Twitter handle? No. At <laughs> first of all. But second of all, <laughs> right, second of all, come on. But third of all, <laughs> that's uh, B4Z0NZILLA. That's uh, twitter.com backslash B4Z0NZILLA. That's how you find bacon to get your codes for your games. Um, Get this hookup and we can start giving them out. Might have a little contest. We should have a contest or something. We should have a contest. We if you want us to have a contest, hit us up. Let us know. Get this contest. What do we even do for a contest? How do you run contests? Uh, yeah, they have like lottery things. You just take people. Do people just throw their names in a hat, and then you have a digital, um, digital shaker, and then you pull. How about out. how about like you know people who write reviews? Oh yeah, reviews on iTunes. Reviews uh, and feedback. Oh, reviews and feedback. We can yeah. do a feedback hunt. I, like I, I was actually just asking Aaron the other day. I was like, "Do we? Do you get any feedback? Because I don't. I don't get anything ever." But um, I also know that some people don't message me, and they message Aaron. I mean, people don't talk. People don't talk to you about nothing. People nothing. Hit, people hit me up about anything about those. Or people be hitting me up like, "Yo, Bing's Bacon single," and I'm just like, "Y'all, first of all, if y'all don't talk to Bacon, and second of all, if you're a dude, don't talk to Bacon." <laughs> you're straight don't talk to bacon. <laughs> don't, 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 talk to ba- don't talk to bacon. <laughs> don't talk to bacon. So yeah, I mean, there you go. That would be it. So there you go. That's a fair trade. A little bit of feedback. Feedback on um, iTunes. Uh, maybe on Twitter. Uh, UN Fridays is the Twitter handle. Uh, proper visual show the support. Bacon will start slinging out these. Uh, we'll sort out a way to figure out how to s- sling out these uh, game codes for these games. Figure out what games there are. Get these names down. Make a little raffle. Do the raffle thing. Give people games that you'll enjoy. And these games will not be $70. So don't tell anybody. Just be private. Just meet us under the bridge at 4 a.m. Come alone or the deal's off. Easter time, or I'll be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll do that. Also, on the agenda, you uh, are, if you're if you're hearing this, and you're like, you know what, I do want to talk to the buffet. Um, I'm kicking around the idea of having, because I have a large list of games <laughs> that I collect. Uh, I have a large list. I'll own that. So I actually am threatening to start streaming and letting the audience choose the process of elimination, what games I play for the stream when I start streaming and letting the audience, which will hold me accountable, kind of like, I guess, a 12-step program where you all will hold me accountable that if I'm going to keep buying games, because goddammit, I'm keep buying these motherfucking games, goddammit. I don't care. You put You put a 50-year-old Indian woman in space, I'm in there. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. Um, so the least I can do as a group together is we can figure out a way to get me playing all of these games with the audience and get everybody else to, you know, see some games and I can play the games that I own and we can all come together as one and sort out this because it's, it's, it's a problem. It's a first world problem. And I'm not going to stop because you can't stop me because you're not the boss of me. You're not my fucking dad. None of you. 
not my dad. But what we can do is get everybody else playing more games. Okay, not your dad. So that's process. <laughs> so there you go. We've got things on the table. Let's get these free game codes. Let's see if anybody wants me streaming this huge chunk double a indie games that i own do you know who uh, says they're your dad who's my who says it's my dad that who <laughs> i didn't do anything to the cat i didn't do anything you know what that's our program <laughs> you should see the look on Aaron's face. I don't have a face. Have a pleasant day, everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I didn't do anything to her. <laughs>